Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts at. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can find us on Twitter, which I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Twitter with one Elon Musk uh, purchasing Twitter today for $44 billion. Um, but you can find us on Twitter for now at S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at gmail.com. Whew, try to say that three times. Anywho's, man, I saw this article, crazy article the other day <clears throat> that says that Louis Vuitton is selling some chopsticks for $1,600. I got to thinking, man, like if, you know, that's got to be some first world, just people that's out here getting the bag type of purchase right there. Because why you need some chopsticks that's going to run you? $1,600. And I was talking to my sister. She showed me the article. She was like, hey, is that something you'd cop? And I was like, you know, if I were to get a new job and I got like a little sign-on bonus or I knew I was getting a significant raise, I think that'd be my little uh, for me to me uh, on a good promotion uh, gift that I would cop um, just on some uh, crazy stuff. So yeah, just go ahead and email the show and let me know what's the craziest purchase you bought that just doesn't like you look at it now and you're just like, why did I do that? Um, I got a couple right now that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but I was, if I get these chopsticks, I definitely let you know. Um, but yeah, they had little, they had Louis Vuitton. They, they, they out here selling some chopsticks for $1,600. So, um, check it out. Uh, if I do, if I were to get a new job or anything like that, I probably pull the trigger on just on some fluky because type of stuff. Now, you know, uh, with that being said, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a whole bunch of people on the Brooklyn Nets that's about to be out here just blowing their money pretty soon, um, probably within the next quarter and a half. Um, as of this recording right now, the Brooklyn Nets are losing to the Boston Celtics uh, 65 to 56 um, with a little bit, with just under nine minutes left in the third quarter. So um, I'm going to tell you right now, I hope within the next hour and a half or so, about the next hour or so, we ain't got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets no more. This has been by far, and I, and I, you know, I hate to see, you know, one person's downfall and everybody be just out here gassing it up and making fun of it. But man, I can't think of another team where I'm just like, no, they, they don't like, I'm just be done. Um, put them out their misery. Um, they don't need to be there. Um, this team has been a, an, an annoyance, um, pretty much the entire year and rightfully so they about to get swept. Um, and they, and they deserve to be swept. This team is not well put together. And I got to thinking, I was driving home from work today. And I was like, dang, the Brooklyn Nets have probably been established for almost a little more than 10 years now. It's probably been closer to 15 since they left Jersey. And I can't think of a, t- a player that the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets have been able to groom from, from the mud. Like, they haven't been able to draft a player like LeBron James or Kevin Durant um, or Steph Curry or even a John Morant in today's day and age. They started off and went all in by trying to get, I believe it was Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Um, and then they ended up trying to get Darren Williams um, in that iteration. And then they kind of stuck around with uh, Joe Johnson, too, if I'm not mistaken. So they just had a whole bunch of just random recycled players that try to run it back. And now here we are again with number 11, who I refuse to say his name. And oh, my God, 
you talk about somebody who's just lost in the sauce, him. You got Ben Simmons, who's just, who I've been calling FMLA Ben Simmons. And if y'all don't know what FMLA is, y'all need to go and reach out to your employer and see what benefits y'all got. Um, because FMLA Ben Simmons is in full effect. This dude right here, man. I, first of all, the outfits that he's picking. Like, bro, you out here looking like Willy Wonka yesterday. Um, or last year, game three. And then you out here looking like the Boston Celtics logo the other day with all that green, aka green outfit that you had on that was supposedly lamb, um, lamb skin or whatever the hell it was. You out here looking like a big ass box of fruity pebbles at this point. Um, and, and you just, it, it just doesn't make sense. Word on the street was as of, it was yesterday, Sunday, that he announced that he wasn't even gonna, he wasn't gonna play game four. Um, apparently he rolled out of bed and said that his back was hurting. And I'm just like, from doing what? You know, you're out here telling Nick Friedle of ESPN, um, you know, Nick Friedle's got his phone out, the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets affiliate uh, reporter, telling him to pull his phone out and make sure he's uh, filming him, talking about, um, you know, he's out here dunking, talking about, watch this. Bro, you 6'10", like, you should be able to do that on your tippy toes. Like, I'm not seeing nothing that's out of the norm that you're doing. You ain't out here uh, dribbling and, you know, working on your game. You out here dunking the ball that you can do on your tippy toes, man. Like, do, do, you know, do something more impressive. Pull a rabbit out of a hat at this point. So, for I, I kind of knew after game three, I was like, there's no way he's going to play. Um, you can't, you can't just come off the bench and not play for almost 365 days and come in and think that you're going to be able to do something. Now, the part they try to trip me out is that you didn't even make an attempt. Um, if game, I think if any game that he, he would have played, it should have been game three. Like, hey man, I'm going to give you all uh, five to 10 minutes of max effort. Now we all make fun of AD who's Mr. Glass. We get that. But I do remember last year in the playoffs. He was just coming off of a groin injury, and he tried. He tried, and he re-aggravated it. He didn't look like himself, but he went out there and gave it all. You know, he gave him about, I think it was a couple of minutes um, when it was the Lakers against the Suns, and he tried. He, he, and you can't, you know, we do make fun of AD for always getting hurt, and, you know, we definitely question his his mentals as far as his, his physical body because we're trying to figure out why he he can't stay healthy. But your man at least went out there and gave it gave it what he had, you know, and, and, and to credit James Harden last year in the playoffs, he came back from a hamstring injury. He came he came in in the playoffs, tried to give it a go and he, he didn't look right. And he ended up re-aggravating again in the, in the playoffs. Um, What's the guy's name that just rookie one rookie of the year? Scotty Barnes? Scotty Barnes rolled his ankle and that looked like a bad ankle sprain. And my man went out there the other day. And didn't you know he, he and you can tell he's hurting. You can tell that he's on one leg. He's hopping up and down the court on one leg. Scores three points and still gets the team eleven rebounds. But he's out there trying to give it all that he has to his his uh, his teammates. Ben Simmons has not been able to perform and not even give that. And if I am even number eleven, number eleven, and Kevin Durant and everyone else on the Brooklyn Nets staff, I'm definitely looking at him, and I got to be like, yo, I can't depend on you. Um, I can't depend on you more so now than ever. Here we are with our seat, with our backs against the walls, and you can't give us five, 10, 15 minutes of just eating up six fouls. At least just get in the, at least just get in the game and just start hacking people. Like at least eat up your six fouls. Um, do something. Get in the books, man. Do something, man. And you can't even give your teammates that is just a travesty. Um, it's just pathetic. Um, and, and, and he got the nerve to try to sue the or try to file a grievance against the Philadelphia 76ers for the 20 million dollars that he's missed out on. Like, bro, you are a pop tart, you are a weenie. Um, I've known people that have had worse injuries, um, and try to give it they all. Um, this mental health stuff that he's trying to, I'm gonna keep it a buck that he's trying to use. I, as someone who has mental health issues, 
I'm not buying it, man. Like, I, I, I really hope for your sake that this is legit because right now I'm not buying it. Now, as far as number 11 goes, for him to say that, you know, he wish he had more time to, to gel and, you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out. Bro, you do this to yourself. Like, if any, like, here's the thing about the Brooklyn Nets, and, and I got to give James Harden all the credit. James Harden looked around and looked to his left and looked to his right and was like, I can't be the only person that's in here looking at this, thinking that this is crazy. Like, there's too much craziness going on. And I know I'm the one that's crazy. And this is even to the point where I can't even understand this crazy. And James Harden looked around and was like, I can't deal with this craziness. Number 11, you did this to yourself. You didn't want to get the vaccine. And that's your choice. But for you to say that that's not, for you to say that you wish you had more team, more time to jail, bro, this is 100% on you. You didn't want to get the vaccine. These are the consequences that you got to face. And then Kevin Durant hit the panic button. And during, you know, the holiday season, when Jokers was out here getting Omicron left and right, they panicked. They reached out and it was like, hey, we'll just play. We'll have them play away games. What did that do? Did that get the, did that? Did that make them a better team this year? No, maybe a couple of wins here and there, but they still was a six, seven, eight seed. Um, they got them from them. They got them from in the play-in. Um, they got to be in the play-in game. But other than that, that that being putting number eleven in didn't do nothing but wreck the team's chemistry. Um, you had team. You had two different lineups basically every other game. You're not gonna beat anybody like that. And then number three, you hire Steve Nash, bruh. Before Steve Nash coached the Brooklyn Nets, I believe it was two years when he got hired. It was three years ago. Him and I have coached the same amount of games at any level, and he, which means zero. He was a consultant for the Warriors. I get that. Okay, cool. He was a consultant for the Warriors. I guess him and uh, him, uh, Kevin Durant and number eleven, the Brooklyn Nets. They were like, "Yo, we we can we can go just roll the ball out there and we can coach ourselves." Y'all might y'all two might be able to coach ourselves, but you got guys like Nick Claxton. Um, uh, uh, I can't think. I can't even to name you other anybody else off the top of my head that's playing for the Brooklyn Nets. But you have other players that aren't really got that high bas basketball IQ, and that's not saying that they're dumb, but they also need to know how to coach. And you get a guy who has no coaching experience, no really, not even assistant coaching, nothing. You bring, you know, he had he had a special consultant um job for the Warriors. That's not coaching. He's not there every day. He's not in the mud with the players. So for him to come in and take a job with that much of a high profile it was bad juju um but this is the game this is the team that the brooklyn nets wanted this is what kevin durant and number 11 wanted and now you're gonna have to i mean if i Stephen a smith said it the best if i was a gm i would not give number 11 a long-term deal he can have all the money he wants on a on a year-by-year -year basis but there's no way i'm giving him a four five six year deal like that's just not happening there's just no way the last 11 seasons my man has only played more than 60 games three times um in those seasons for various reasons you know he's had injuries he's also sat there in the january 6 rise he said that i can't do it i'm gonna take a break um but then he's out here seen shaking his ass with drake and his sister um you know this whole I mean, he didn't want to be vaccinated stuff takes place um the whole in the bubble he quit on his team i know he had a shoulder injury but you had was off for three months and you could have tried to suck it up but you didn't want to do that um there's just been too many too many instances where number 11 is just checked out so to me when i'm looking at this organization this team is just full with nothing but crazy people nothing but crazy people and the only person that can actually make the change and say yo i need i need i need a change it's Kevin Durant. If he don't want number 11 around, he going to have to sit there and tell the GM, Sean Marks, hey, bro, I can't deal with this craziness no more. And right at this point, at this very moment, you are literally wasting 
prime years of Kevin Durant. It's just looking bad. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying that I'm seeing any slowdowns with him, but it's, this guy looks like a guy who's just checked out. Like he don't want to be, he don't want to play this, the rest of the season. He's just kind of going through the motions and he's not being held accountable. And that's cool. That, that's fine. That's fine. And if I was down 3-0, that might be different. But at the end of the day, you, you know, he looks checked out. Um, number 11, like I said, they, you know, I'm not, I'm, there's no way I'd give him a, a, a long-term deal. And then you got the whole Ben Simmons saga. So even if this team comes, this team comes back next year and they reload, I still don't think that they are, they're going to be a favorite team to win the championship. Um, I just think that somehow, some way, now that this whole COVID-19 stuff looks like we're out of the woods, um, I feel like there's going to be a, some type of excuse where number 11 is going to take an, a, an extended amount of leave. We don't know if uh, Kev, uh, Ben Simmons is going to play anytime soon. It just doesn't look like it. Um, it's more of like, if now, then when? Like, when, when are you going to play? And I just don't see that. So we'll see. Um, but the Brooklyn Nets just look bad, man. Um, and I hope within the next, you know, by the end of the day, that I don't have to talk about this team right now. Here's a crazy thing, y'all. The Los Angeles Lakers a couple of weeks ago looked like they were the craziest, like they were just a team in disarray. I think the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets got this team beat as far as just chaos. Um, it's just more that the Nets were able to make the playoffs and the Lakers weren't. Um, and that's that. So, anywho's moving on. Another team that might be in trouble, the Phoenix Suns. They, they, they might be in trouble. They are what we call uh, in some hot doo-doo. Uh, they just lost to the New Orleans Pelicans. And I know I get a D-book is hurt. But I'm also looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Milwaukee Bucks are figuring out without Chris Middleton. And I get that Chris Middleton might be the, the, the Robin to... To Freaky Greeky's Batman and Devin Booker might be the Batman to uh, Chris Paul's Robin. I get that, but there, you know, you got two All NBA caliber players. Um, what I'm looking at this New Orleans Pelicans team is that they're hungry, they playing with house money, they ain't got nothing to lose, and they're out here trying. They're out here figuring out Willie Green. In my opinion, I know the record really doesn't show up, but you can put him up there for Coach of the Year, and I'm pretty sure Monty Williams is gonna get it in. Rightfully so, but my man just went to the finals last year. Okay, they got a couple of more wins this year to set a franchise record. But, you know, if you're looking at talking about who somebody who got it from the mud, it was definitely Willie Green. Got a team that started, I think it was like 1-10 and 3-13 and three and, 13 and was able to get it together once when they got CJ McCollum. Um, they, they've been figuring it out. So the Suns, I'm, I, I still think that the Suns can probably win this win the series in six games. Um, I know D-Book is out for game five. It's probably going to be another week or two before they reevaluate him and that hamstring. And per James Harden, like we've seen that this is not an injury that you want to rush back. Um, so health is health is a big deal. I think that this is a team that can probably take care of business without D-Book, but they're just going to have their hands full. I know Chris Paul is doing everything that he can, um, but also DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's got Jonas Valanciunas. Um, body hit him up all the time. So it's just been a tough, it's just not been a good matchup for, uh, for, for, for the Suns. Now, as far as the Bucks go, they are here steamrolling through the Bulls, y'all. Like, it's been to the point where, like, there's been games where I just, I don't watch them because they're just killing these boys by, like, 30. Um, they are. They're just killing these boys by 30. So it's just kind of crazy. Um, and, and they're just not even enjoyable games. So I, I, do I think the Suns can win? Yeah, um, I expect them to win in six. Like I, fig, I fig, feel like they can figure it out. Um, but to, to you know, to, to keep it a buck, you know, they were down, they were up two zip against the Bucks, and they lost four straight. So we'll see. Um, you know, you also got uh, Joel Embiid with a thumb injury, and they're talking about he's got torn ligaments, and he's gonna need some surgery pretty soon um, at the end of the season. So I'm looking at James Harden like, hey, bro, we know we're not gonna get the Houston Rockets, James Harden. I get that. 
but you can kind of give us at least 20, 23 to 25 and 10. I think that, you know, I think those are, are realistic numbers to give you about 25 and 10. I think you can do that. Um, if he can do that and provide that for the, uh, uh, if we, if he can do that, then we can, then we can get that in. Um, with that being said, uh, the dubs, the Golden State Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, they have, um, they laid an egg yesterday and it, it was a very, very weird game, um, against the Denver Nuggets. It was just very interesting. Um, it was, they, they had a lot of fouls. Clay Thompson was cooking and then next thing you know, he ends up having three fouls. Um, Draymond Green fouls out. They weren't able to put their death lineup 3.0, 3.0 with, uh, Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Wiggins, and Draymond Green until I think the third quarter. So that played a huge part with them. Um, so that that was just very very disappointing to see. Um, but I think I think the Warriors will be able to put take care of the Denver Nuggets at home, Game Five. I think they're going to be able to, you know, I would assume that they're going to win by double digits. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll you know. It's been very, very interesting to see, you know, this 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 reincarnation of the death lineup with the Golden State Warriors. So um, <clears throat> more to follow with that. Um, you got the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Memphis Grizz. John Morant just won most improved player of the year. That's probably the most interesting series. Um, it, you know, the, the Timberwolves got to be the most Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team out there. You know, you up by 20 some odd points, you give up the lead, and somehow you still are up by another set of double digits, and you still lose. You got Car Anthony Towns that takes four shots one game, but then can drop 30, I think it was like 30 some points in the next game. Um, but the person who I'm looking at really more more closely right now is Anthony Edwards. Granted, this is Anthony Edwards' second year, but Anthony Edwards is probably the best player on that team. By far, he's probably the best player. Like, he's got the most, he's got the most upside. Like, Car Anthony Towns, this is his seventh year. Like, what you see. It's probably what you get with with Cat, Anthony Edwards. Like as far as that playing game, I think he dropped like thirty some points. Game one, he was balling. Like I feel like his, you know, he's he's in the twenty some point range, but it's not a loud twenty some odd points. D'Angelo Russell too, he hasn't been as uh, vocal. His his handprints aren't all his fingerprints aren't all over these games like it was in the playing game. So it's very 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 interesting to kind of see what's going on. Um, with the with 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 the Minnesota Timberwolves, as far as the Memphis Grizzlies go, I've been saying it the whole time. Like I feel like their youth may be the thing that ends up biting them in the butt. Um, I, I I just don't see I just don't see them being able to advance, making a deep playoff run with just with just with what they got. Like they haven't, you know. I know that they were in the playing game last year, and they you know they got a little bit of playoff experience. But this is a team that's just. They're young. Do I think that they, they, you know, youth may be able to help them out on the back end, but, you know, you got to be able to have some experience and go through some of the trials and tribulations. And right now they're going through some of those trials and tribulations and with the team that really hasn't been having a lot of playoff experience as well. When they play Phoenix, it's going to be very, or I'm sorry. Yeah, when they play Phoenix, it's going to be very, very inch, or I wouldn't say play Phoenix. When they play the Warriors, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what ends up happening. Um, does the Warriors experience be able to kind of trump what the Minnesota, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies youth is going to be? And the same thing for the Timberwolves. Like, don't count the Timberwolves out. They might be able to kind of make somewhat of an upset towards uh, this team. So we'll see. And as far as Utah goes, I tell you all right now, the Gonzaga of the NBA. Man, I know they won a game. I know that they were able to, you know, make a little game winning alley oop, and it just happened to be very uh, interesting that it was Donovan Mitchell to Rudy Gobert. Bruh, even if the Utah Jazz somehow beat the 
uh, Dallas Mavericks. I don't have them beating Phoenix. And even if they beat, I mean, if they somehow, you know, depending on what the Devin Booker injury is, I know damn well they're not going to beat Memphis or they're not going to beat Memphis or uh, the Warriors. So, you know, I don't I don't see Utah making the pass Dallas. But if somehow they do, they'll be out in the second round per usual. And now it's time to start looking at who you're going to move. Donovan Mitchell or uh, uh, Spider Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. I'm sorry, not Donovan. Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. Um, it's time to start thinking who you're going to move because they, that team that team has reached its potential. And it's kind of like Portland, like Portland did pretty much this year. You've gotten as far as you can get with this group. And it's time to, you know, it's time to just hit the reset button and try to figure out what you're going to do. You're not going to be able to get big time free agents to come. Um, let's just face reality. Like who wants to go to Utah? It's not a free agent destination. So you need to start trying to trade people away, try to get some draft picks in return and go from there because it's you're not going to get anyone. So try to get some assets back hope that they may sign a long-term deal but other than that you got to kind of just win within those rookie contract windows because them boys ain't nobody living in utah man and why what you want to do in utah like what is there to do in utah what is there to do in salt lake city like i have flown into salt lake city i know the all-star game is going to be in salt lake city i'm pretty sure that's going to be the widest all-star game ever um because what do they have like what's the nightlife what, what do they do um so anyways um, that's enough about NBA talk. Let's talk about this draft that's taking place here in my neck of the woods here in Vegas. It's about mm, 30 minutes away from where I live. Bruh, ladies and gentlemen of the sports business nation, that is all I know about this NFL draft, that it's in Las Vegas and it's at the Bellagio and somehow they done created a stage at the fountains of the Bellagio. That's all I got. That is all I know about this draft. This has to be one of the most lacklusterous drafts that could have I have ever seen in recent memory. You don't have really too many quarterbacks out there. I know that they keep saying this is a deep wide receiver draft, and I think that they can have at least about five receivers that can go in the first round. Um, but I can't name you three players that are in the draft. I know there's a guy from Oregon, the defensive end, um, the guy who tore his ACL, the wide receiver for uh, Alabama. I think his name is Jamison Williams. Um, the Chris Olave dude from Ohio State, another good wide receiver. I think they got two wide receivers. Um, and that's about it, man. Like, there ain't nobody who's out here. There's no sexy pick. Um, there's no, there's not a team that's, or there's not a player out there that's going to be like, oh, man, that's a franchise player right there. That's a guy who's going to be an all-pro or future Hall of Fame. Like, I don't see nothing in nobody. Um, and I know that a team is going to reach for a quarterback. I think that Kenny Pickett guy from Pitt. Um, that's going to be a rich, a, a reach. Um, there's another guy, um, who I can't think of. I think that plays for, oh man, I can't even think of it. Um, Malik, his first name is Malik. Um, that's, eh, you know, um, here's the thing. A lot of people were initially thinking that there's going to be about 500,000 people coming to the draft every day this week, um, for the four days, I believe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That number has shrunken significantly down to 200,000 people that they're expecting for the draft this week. And I get it. Like, this was supposed to be the draft where, you know, if any, this is the worst city that you could have had a blackluster draft. And, like, this is going to be known, like, just basically essentially like the 2007 NBA All-Star game. It's going to be the, the draft that nobody wants to talk about because it was just, it fell flat. And that's what I feel like is taking place. Um, I, that's what I just feel like is taking place with this draft. You know, the draft is on Thursday. That's all I got. Um, even the commercials and even the stuff that I'm seeing on the networks, like, you, you know, there ain't, there ain't people out there that's like, oh, yeah, 
that dude right there gonna be a stud. Like even the interviews I'm seeing, I'm like, eh, like I feel like they force feeding us that the draft is coming up. Like it, it it's just it, it ain't it ain't it ain't exciting. There's nothing to hype up about. There's nothing really to, to, to look out for. I don't really know if there's any running backs that's coming out the draft. I can't tell you any uh, DBs, um, you know, some defensive linemen, like outside of the dude from Oregon. I ain't got nothing for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. So if y'all was looking for some draft talk today, that's all I got because I don't know Jack Diddley Poo, and I probably can name you about three players, and I had to reach hard for those three just now to go in my bag and provide some NFL draft content for y'all, for ladies and gentlemen. That's because I love y'all, though. I love every single one of y'all. They show me love. So that's all I got for them NFL draft. Before we get up out of here, though, we definitely got to talk about the dummy of the day on the Sports Business Podcast. Like I said, it's available on all platforms. Man, speaking of the Minnesota Timberwolves, what the hell is going on with these fans going after the owner of the Timberwolves? Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't noticed, it was the playing game. A lady tried to glue her hands on the court um, when it was against the Clippers, I believe. And then game one, I believe a lady chained herself at, on a hoop and had a t-shirt that said Glenn, Ta- Glenn Taylor um, roast chicken alive. Uh, okay. And then as of, I believe that was Saturday or whenever, the, whenever game four was, a lady tried to run on the court and then got shoulder tackled by the uh, security guard. Shout out to the security guard. Like she needs that person needs a raise. I think it was a female. I couldn't tell off the uh, off the film, but uh, that lady needs she needs a raise. Like as of yesterday, um, um, another person tried to run towards the owner, Glenn Taylor. Look here, I'm all for animal rights, and for those who don't know, allegedly Glenn Taylor killed a whole bunch of chickens because it was quote unquote carrying some form of a disease. And he killed them because he didn't want the disease to spread. Look here, y'all. I get. I get PETA, all these animal rights activists. Cool. I understand what you're trying to do. But hey, man, you ain't going to get the people who are at a basketball game. Don't give two flying hoots about they chicken, about some chickens getting killed. That ain't the targeted audience. And if you think that interrupting a game is going to change y'all's cause, I'm going to tell y'all right now, y'all better make sure y'all uh, life insurance premiums are up to date because if I'm at a game and you're interrupting something as petty, well, I'm going to say petty, is, is, is something like that, it's going to be some, like, you lucky the security guard got a hold of your hand, like, got a hold of you as opposed to some people up in Minnesota that probably wanted, probably wanted to go to work on you with them, with them hands. Like, that ain't the targeted, like, that audience right there probably doesn't A, know, B, care, and see, they probably gonna go around back up to the food court and get some chicken tenders just to be petty. Um, so if you want to go do that, go 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 to the Target Center and pick it in front of the the line. Go go in front of the uh, arena and pick it. Go go in front of Targets. Like Targets headquarters is out there. Like go there. Go to the go to the chicken farm in Iowa that he's supposedly doing all this stuff at. Like do that. But for y'all to sit here and 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 charge the court or stop play is just. It's not the right audience, and like everyone's just kind of looking at y'all, like, huh? What? Like, I had to legitimately take about 15 to 20 minutes to even know what it was going on when I seen the t shirt that said, Glenn, Glenn Taylor roasts chickens alive. I was like, huh? Like, I didn't even know this dude owned chickens. Like, what? And if you're really that mad, go look up Tyson Chicken and look up, go look up and see what they do to their chickens. Um, if you're that mad, if you want to be that mad, go look up Tyson Chicken. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure you, you'll probably be that mad too. So if you want to like for you to try to chain yourself to basketball hoops, um, super glue yourself to, to, to the cord and now trying to run after the doggone owner, you, you, you just look stupid. You're definitely in the dummy of the day of the podcast, and it's just not the right audience. Like, people, I'm not gonna say they don't care, but it's just like, eh, like, come on, bro, we trying to watch basketball, man. We ain't, we ain't here for all that. We trying to just watch people hoop. So, for y'all to do that is just extremely selfish, and I mean, go take it up to the manager. I don't know. Anyways, once again, you've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. Once again, my name is Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business, aka Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms. Like I said, go ahead and email the show. Let me know what's one of the stupidest purchases you you made just because you just thought you had it like that. Uh, Because I'm definitely looking at these Louis Vuitton chopsticks at uh, $1,600 just on some, just on some, just because type stuff. Um, Again, like I said, appreciate every single one of y'all. Love all y'all. We're going to run the show back next week. And um, we got one more quarter where we probably don't have to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. So I'm about to be glued into this TV. I'm over here smiling from cheek to cheek right now. Anyways, y'all take it easy. All right.